Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to me, and welcome to a sad episode. Well, listen, it's it's a positive episode. It's only sad because it's officially the last episode of this series. <gasps> if we had a production value, I'd pray, I would, I would play, you know, the audience going, oh. Folks, it has been such a fun ride. Oh gosh, it's been so fun. This season has been one of learning, trying to do things right, um, having to redo episodes, just really trying to figure out how to navigate this podcast business. Um, but I think for the most part, it's been it's been pretty good. I've had some really fun and interesting conversations, and you know, then the, they're really standalone episodes. So if you get time, go back and listen to them. But what's going to be happening is we're, we're happening is we're going to take a probably a kind of like a, a four-week break um, and just really uh, watch, listen back to a lot of the episodes and prep for a brand new, uh, you know, new lease of life on the episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that because, um, you know, I, I, lo- I love kind of innovating and things getting better. So in my head, I'm always racking my head, like, how can I get better at these episodes? You know, I, there's, there's a sense in which when you first start, you're trying to be very prim and proper and professional and I guess that may that may come across as quite boring sometimes. And there's other times you're trying to be yourself, but not too much of yourself, such that you get lost. Anyways, all in all, we want to learn from you. So I would love your feedback. LTCS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Join us. Tell us your thoughts, um, especially during that break, because we we, we want to come back and not just do the same thing, but come back with a better episode, better structure, so on and so forth. So, yeah, if you've listened so far, thank you. And I really would implore you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, LTCS Podcast, so that when um, the new season's ready, you're the first one to find out. Now, today's episode is really good because we're going to be talking about Carnival. Now, I don't know nothing about Carnival. I mean, the last time I went, and I talk about this in the interview you're about to hear, I went with my mum and, you know, <laughs> already that's like a red flag. But um, I went with my mum and she was holding my hand, and you'll never guess what happened, guys. I, I got lost, right? So my, my <laughs> this is when I, you know, I was kind of still new to the UK. My mom, I guess, decided, you, you, Michael, you have to really taste the uh, West Indian culture. So I said, oh, well, this is interesting. I went to, I went on the podcast to, to the, um, to the, uh, to the, I was about to say March for a minute. <laughs> it does feel like a March sometimes because you're always moving. But I went to the carnival and I got lost. I got lost. And so I've been scarred ever since that happened, you know, and, and, I, and I bring it up in the interview. But we're going to be meeting Nalini, who is just a, just a wonderful woman. I mean, just, you know, you meet ever so often you meet some people who just, there's just good vibes. You know, they've got a positive energy about them. They're funny. They're really warm. And that was uh, Nalini. And we had a great interview. She's from the Mangrove. Um, let me get this correct because I always get these things wrong. But she's from the, uh, the Mangrove Notting Hill Carnival Float. So I talked to all of her. I talked to her about... Um, you know, I talked to her all about the carnival, the history of carnival, Glastonbury versus Notting Hill Carnival. And of course, uh, some of you may not know, and I know some of you definitely know that carnival is actually online this year, right? Which is just odd to me. So in, in this podcast, we actually talk about, um, yeah, just how's, how's it going to work? I mean, can you have carnival online? Bit odd. But there you go. But before we go into that, just two top stories for you today, for you to take a, a look at when you have time. One is um, about Naomi Osaka, the, the, the tennis player in America, um, who pulled out uh, of the semifinals in a, a tennis tournament. I forget which one, 
but she pulled out in protest um, uh, as a response, if you like, to Jacob Blake uh, being shot uh, by the police in America. Jacob Blake was another unarmed black man who was shot seven times in the back um, whilst reaching into his car by an unarmed police officer. Now, we don't have all the details yet, so I don't want to make any conclusions, but ultimately, uh, what you can say right now is it's definitely excessive police force. It's definitely... Uh, it, it harkens our mind back to police brutality. I, I mean, why are you shooting seven times in the back an unarmed black man? I mean, why would you do that? Why would you do that? There's no reason for that. Um, now, the folks say there was a warrant out for his arrest. He was resisting arrest. There's all these different things going on. So, so I'm going to wait till we get more information. But um, it's led to more protests uh, in, in, in a couple of cities uh, in America. Um and of course, I, I, I'm happy Naomi's bringing attention to something like this. We need more things like this. Uh, we need more people using their, their platforms to raise uh, awareness for issues like this. Um, the second news story, of course, is another government failing. Um, you'll remember Boris Johnson was saying that schools, won't, schools which are literally back next week after bank holiday, um, won't need face coverings where he changed his mind according to the BBC, didn't he? couple of days after he said actually schools will be required to uh to to use a face covering some schools in hotspot areas um will be required to use face coverings when they're in communal spaces like corridors and lunch halls and stuff like that um but he said that it's going to give head teachers the flexibility to introduce it in their schools as, as they see fit you know i mean i want to i, I kind of it's hard because whatever i say it's just going to be political right but Labour have accused the government of passing the buck, right, by just leaving it to the schools. So if there's an outbreak, school like Labour will say, "Well, we, no, it was done to the discretion of the of of the schools," and that's it's a great way to just absolve yourself from any responsibility. Um, messaging's been very off uh, for the Conservative Party, um, especially on face coverings and masks and PPE more generally. We've seen this from from the f the first few weeks of of COVID. It's just really mixed messaging. But we'll see how that goes. Are you confident about your your kids going to school? What do you think? I would love to know what you think. Uh, the hashtag is LTCS Podcast or LTCS. Let me know what you think about this. You know, are you are you comfortable with? with kids being in school i mean i still feel a bit uneasy about it all and what if your parents are like high risk but you're a child you're meant to be in school do you stay at home i don't know i don't know anyways let's talk about carnival and 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 what's going to happen this year because it's going to be a very interesting experience this year carnival is moving online it's moving digital so listen now to my interview with nalini and now i'm joined by nalini from the mangrove notting hill carnival float um, now, for folks who are wondering or want a bit of in, uh, intro uh, into Nelson Hill Carnival, of course you've heard about it in the news, you've probably seen it uh, on, on, uh, on social media. But for the first time this year, the carnival, due to COVID-19, is going to be available online. So you're going to be able to watch steel bands, hair soccer, uh, dance or performances from across different pla uh, platforms uh, and even YouTube. Now, for folks who aren't aware of the scale, it is Notting Hill's officially it's the largest still party in Europe, a street party rather, in Europe, and the second largest festival in the world, with an estimated two million people attending over the two days. Um, the first one was all the way back in 1966, and I, I, I can't imagine then people thought there would be some sort of a pandemic that would stop uh, it from happening. Nalini, how do you feel about this year? And, and just and, and just talk, talk me through how COVID has just changed everything. Um, 
firstly, I am sad that it's not happening. It's something that I, I know that a lot of the carnival community look forward to. That And it's not just those two days, it's the lead up to those two days. So for me, it starts in July being at the mass camp, which is what masqueraders camp where we make all the costumes, being surrounded by the sound of steel bands. Um, so Mangrove is unique in that we've got the steel band um, orchestra and we have the masqueraders. So it's, it's feathers and it's music and it's just everything in one and I love it. And um, I have to say it's weird not having it this year. I understand why we're not and I want everybody to be, you know, safe and well um, so that we can come back bigger and better next year. Um, I am looking forward to the digital carnival though. I feel that if anything has happened um, and to look into like the positives of everything else, that we've now been able to do Notting Hill Carnival digitally. We've been able to um, take it to another level. And I have to absolutely give everybody at Carnival HQ a big clap because they are going bigger and better to try and make it as a vibe as it can be for people to enjoy it at home. Well, that's what people might be just thinking. And even just speaking, I'm thinking like, no, I, I went to Carnival one time. One time? One time when I was, uh, <laughs> I, I think I was, so I, it was when I first came to the UK, actually. So I came when I was five. I think it, I would have been around maybe 12 or 13. And my mum and dad decided that, you know, I ought to get the one of the quintessential British experiences. Or, okay. Uh, which is going to Carnival. So we went and I had to hold their hand. So. This was not like the carnival experience that all young people had today. I was holding my mum's hand and, and uh, I got lost. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see why that would discard you, yeah. Especially in the middle of a crowd, like a, a big crowd of people. Because, you know, it just seemed like so many people. Yeah. But the one thing I do remember, though, is thumping music, people having the, what's not, the time of their life. Mm. Are you are you are you slightly? I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think you can capture that kind of rich? And, and, and I also remember the smells, like just walking through and be like, "What's that? What's that?" Kind of thing. You know, I had that kind of yeah. Very, my emotions were being played with. Put it that Every way. single sense is just tingling. I um, you know, for just this as an example, uh, I usually get to our carnival base very very early in the morning before everybody arrives and. Some of the stall holders who are either selling like flags and whistles or are serving like amazing food, they camp out and they're waking up and they're just about you can hear like the jerk pan sizzling, like it's like the whole like getting ready kind of experience. And then it just takes for one sound system to go off and then they all go off. And then there's people in feathers and there's glitter, and it's just it's just so flamboyant and I love it. Um, but what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do with my um, my family and my friends, is to basically try and recreate that experience safely in our own home. We're fortunate that we've got a very big garden, yeah. and we are co- we're keeping to the COVID rules, so there's only thirty. So um, we're trying to link it. So one set of thirty, because I come from a big family. One set of thirty, then another set of thirty, then another another house, and we're just going to try and do something like that. But um, we're ordering food from a lot of um, places that would have served food on the stalls um, during carnival because they're being affected. You know, this is people's livelihood. These are, there's some people who, who look 
look need to have that income from doing carnival um so trying to support them as much as we possibly can um we will be streaming the youtube on the sunday and the monday so it's it's going to be live on youtube and i they've got four stages so they've got the sound system stage um i don't think what else they've got i think they've got masqueraders so they're trying to encourage people to enjoy it from home and coming from somebody who's you know quite central within the carnival community but also with my family who i've grown up going to carnival all the time i've got i've grown up in mangrove it's something that we couldn't let the weekend go by without at least acknowledging it if that makes sense um and i'm fortunate that a lot of my friends um over the years who might not be from a west indian background who are, who's used, who are used to carnival um and they come from all over the place are actually joining in as well and having their own little like carnival parties over the weekend which is great which i'm looking forward to so there will be patties and there will be jerk chicken and there will be rum punt and there's going to be loud music and my sister's going to put on her costume from last year i'll wear a head i'll wear a headdress because i don't wear costume and we're going to enjoy it we're going to have a good time I, I want to talk to you about that that mangrove flow um but you, you said something that's so interesting to me which is obviously you've been growing to carnival all your life yeah and I would love to get your thoughts on like how you how you see it because of course it's a celebration of like, culture, um, but at the same time, as I kind of mentioned, it's part of the kind of summer calendar now for a lot yeah. of people who come along and see it as like a Brit, quasi-British thing. I mean, how do you see it? Something totally separate. So my my dad is Trinidadian, so Trinidad Carnival. You can't touch Trinidad Carnival. It is its own entity it's completely unique um not hill carnival is its own entity in itself and what i love about not hill carnival is that it literally is for everybody even though it had stemmed from the west indian culture um it came off the back of trinidad carnival um anybody and everybody can enjoy it and i think that in itself also represents london and how diverse it is it doesn't matter what race what gender you are, what age you are, the fact that you've got kiddie carnival on the Sunday and you see the little kids, some of them in their pushchair half asleep, but they're in the costume of their little noise cancelling headphones. And then there's other ones who probably can dance better than I can. And they're just enjoying it. And then you've got what I love to call the adult day on Monday, where you just rock out and you just don't care if your trainers get mashed up or you lost one earring, you're just having the best time of your life. Um, so I think they're, they're two completely separate things and I love that it is, it is inclusive. I also love the fact that it is central to, to Labrick Grove and Notting Hill, which you've got, it's, it's such a juxtaposition because you've got council estates and then you've got 40 million pound houses, sometimes even more within that area. And then that, that one weekend of the year, everybody comes together. And it's just like we're all equal and we're all there to have a good time. And it just, it gives me, it gives me tingles just thinking about it. I just, I love it. I love it. It's like one big party. Um, and I hope that it continues. I will do whatever I can to, to help my band, to help any other bands. It's something that I've introduced to lots of friends. I have friends that come all over the place that come to Nottingham Carnival. And I hope that it's around for my kids so that they can be, those the little children in the pushchairs with their 
noise cancelling headphones half asleep and then waking up asking for a Capra Sun and then wanting to go and dance. That's what I look forward to for the future. Um, I don't want, and I know that in the past there have been talks of um, it being cancelled or being moved. It is, you, you can't move it. It's called Notting Hill Carnival. It can't go anywhere else. It can't go to Hyde Park. It can't go to Wormers because it's Notting Hill Carnival. Um, and it's central to, to that area. It's, it's, as you said, it's part of the summer calendar for London. There is nothing else like it. Um, you know, I, Pride is great and all the Pride festivals that they do, but nothing else can touch it. Literally, last year they had 2.5 million people. Um, I've never seen that many people on the road. The weather was amazing, which probably encouraged more people to come out. But I kind of feel that more people... Um, where they used to go away for the bank holiday weekend to get out of London or, you know, go to festivals because like Reading festivals at the same time of that, more people are now coming to Notting Hill Carnival because it is a vibe. It is, it's unlike any other festival. The fact that you can just walk around and you see so many different things, you've got different music going on. It's the best free festival in the world, honestly. I mean, it's, this, this is one of the, this is one of the reasons, I guess, um, is it sustainable for it to carry on? Of course, more and more people come. Is is that is, is the current location actually capable of kind of holding those? I know I spoke about um, when I was younger. This was I don't, I don't want to give away my age, but let's just say a while ago. Okay. I got lost in the crowd. Um, there's a lot more people there now, I'm sure. Yeah. As the numbers grow, I mean, what, what do you see for the future? Some, some have said that well, the fact that you know, we're having a, a virtual carnival this year, this is how it's going to be for the next years or so. Um, and maybe this is a new era of virtual kind of whatever. Others have said, as you, as you may mention, of, because just the sheer number and the size and the difficulty in terms of safety and stuff like mm. that, to move, not to move people somewhere else. Um, what are your thoughts on some of those things? Um, it can't be, I don't think it could be moved anywhere. Uh, it belongs in Notting Hill. It's, you know, that, that whole area of Labrick Grove has such a rich, diverse history for black culture, full stop. Um, in terms of safety, we always, regardless of whatever festival, you always learn from the past festivals and how to improve it and how to make, make it safe for, for its users. Um, for example, for, for Mangrove, we're, we're a big band, as you, as you said, we're a big band and we go out with, I think one year we had four vehicles. So you, you have like a certain amount of vehicles per, per carnival, um, band on the road. So on the Monday we had four vehicles and because we're so large, we have to have, um, we get like assigned police support officers who are with us on the road. Anything goes wrong, they're with us and they're all connected and communicating with each other. Um, and, I th and that's the same for other bands, for other big bands, they have a police support and they meet with us and they speak to us beforehand. They understand who are the key people within um, in the band are so they know if they need to get to somebody. Um, we have to give them numbers. We have to basically give them an idea of like, the schedule for performing artists as well. And, um, and that makes such a difference. Oh, dog's walking. <laughs> Um, in your house, I see. It is. Everybody is currently celebrating because of because of the single coming out. But um, yeah, so that that's key to what we have to do 
for um, the band safety and the user safety. Last year, we had over a thousand people take part with, with Mangrove, which is a lot of responsibility. It's doable, but you know, it's, it's, it's a way that, you know, working with the Met to keep everybody safe. Um, there are things that can be approved, but that's the same for any event. I work in, um, in live stage um, productions and I also work with the NBA. And every year you've got to evaluate the safety protocols, health and safety protocols of wherever you are, even if it's the same stadium, things change. Um, it's just making sure that it's kept up to date and everybody's smart and, and wise on the road and adhere to the rules. Well, t- tell me a bit, because you, you mentioned a couple of times there about mang- mangrove um, uh, park or, or the flow. Like, what, so what, what's your role in it? Because I know you're part of the flow. Um, can anyone so, their process? How does it work? So, um, as I said, I grew up with it. My, my dad was a prominent member of mangrove. He was one of the mangrove nine. So um, we won't get into that, but that's, that's another important thing about black history. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm? Sounds really interesting. The mangrove. It's very the mangrove nine. Uh, I'll just break it down really quickly. Were um, there used to be uh, a lot of racial tension in Britain in the sixties and the seventies, with a lot of people coming over from the West Indies, just not being accepted by um, by the Londoners. Um, and I'm sure people have seen um, old kind of pictures where it said like no blacks, no Irish, no dogs, and they weren't allowed in like certain. Um, certain restaurants, certain buildings, they just, they weren't accepted. But they were accepted. A lot of people from the West Indies moved into Labrador Grove. And they set up businesses, and one of the businesses on All Saints Road was called, uh, All Saints Road was called the Mangrove Restaurant. And um, there used to be a special department within the police force that just dealt with black crime. And they, for whatever reason, kept targeting the Mangrove Restaurant and kept raiding it and it got to the point where they had enough the the community had enough and they went on a protest and nine men and women were arrested um and had false charges placed against them including my dad and um they went to trial it's the longest old bailey trial um in history um apparently one of the most expensive old bailey trials and um at least, I think at least three, I wasn't born then. I was born in 1986, so this is, this is way past my, my, my time on earth. But um, it's well known because um, Darkest Howe was one of the Mangrove Nine and he represented himself. Um, anyway, from that became the Mangrove Community, which then became Mangrove Steel Band, which then became Mangrove Mask Band. So that's the kind of evolution of Mangrove. It's all I've known. I play Steel Pan with them, not to the sort of level of Panorama, which are, the people that can actually pay Pam without looking at the notes. I need my notes. Um, <laughs> I haven't got muscle memory like that. I'm getting better. Um, but my involvement with them is uh, I'm quite artistic. Um, and I put my production skills to use to help get them organized. So I help mainly in terms of the masquerade camp and getting things um, kind of organized and sorted on the road. It's a small team. And we all get on very, very well, which I think in, when you're working with people in such close proximity for, for such a, uh, a, like an intense period, you would expect there to be a lot of ruckus, but there isn't. And I think the main reason of that is because I've grown up with these people. I know these people and it's kind of like a generation thing. Their parents are part of Mangrove years ago 
and then their kids are part of Mangrove. So you, you literally become one big family. Like you know everybody and everybody knows you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I do. I, I kind of help arrange whatever needs to be done, sort out the drinks that go on the bar, work on like help with the schedules, sign people up, make sure that people have their food on the road, um, sort out the packs. I just, I get in there wherever I can to, yeah. to do what needs to be done. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm just thinking about the, this is, this brings together the community in such a powerful way. Like, I don't, I don't know what else could bring people together like that. Do you know, what? I, I can't, I can't think of anything else that brings, apart from pride, I can't think of anything else that brings people together. And, and people from all over, they're, they're, they're people that fly in from Trinidad, they're people that fly in from Jamaica, St. Lucia, Barbados, like they, they come in, there's people that fly in, in for example, from Mangrove Steel Band, um, the arranger who's, who's the guy that kind of composes everything for the Panorama competition, he's from New York. And then there's another person who's from Florida that flies in. Then we've got people that fly in from St. Lucia to play Pan and they will, they'll find a place to stay and they will stay there for like sometimes six weeks. They've taken time off work and they'll just stay there and practice and practice to be part of Mango Steel Band and, and play with the band. We have French guys that come in all the time from France, and which I think is amazing. They give themselves like three, two weeks to learn absolutely everything. And I look at them and go, you can do that without notes? Wow. Like, it's, you, you've literally just come in and you've just learned the truth. You're good on you. Um, you know, it's, it's very inclusive and it just draw a lot of people in. And it's not just black people. It's white people as well, it's Indian people, it's Chinese people, it's Japanese, it's everybody. And I love it, I absolutely love it. And I hope that it continues, I pray that it continues because my kids need to see this, my grandkids need to see this, my great grandkids need to see this and be part of this. Um, that, that, is, that is the dream, that is the absolute dream. Even, I mean, just hearing you speak about it and the excitement and the... You need to go, do you know what? Know. We're going to get over, we're going to get over your fear of getting lost. My, do you know what, this is what I, I tell people. My dad, obviously grew up in Labrador Grove, um, but we, we, the family house is in Shepherd's Bush. And as a teenager, he used to make me and my sister, sisters, because I'm, I'm one of three, I'm the middle one, um, he used to take us around Labrador Grove and we'd just go walking. And then when it came to Carnum, goes, you know the route now. And I was like, oh, I had, I had no clue that it was his way of teaching us to, to know our area and get, get used to the area. However, if you haven't been to Carnival for a while and you're not great with, uh, with crowds, my best advice to, to anybody when Carnival's back on is to go with a band. You go with a band, you get a t-shirt. So for example, with Mangrove, you can either do costume if you're brave enough to, to be out there in costume, I'm not. I, you know, my sister, she, she's amazing. She looks great in costume. Um, but you can, you can do fun mass, which usually with us, it's, um, you get a T-shirt, you get a rucksack, you get unlimited drinks for the day. And I literally mean unlimited drinks for the day, and that includes alcohol. Um, you get food on the road and you're with the band you're, you can be within the ropes of the band we have a support vehicle so if you're tired and you need like a little rest you had too much to drink you can go on the bus you can just sit on the bus and chill for a bit then you can come back and join the band and you're free to go out if you see somebody on the road you can go out and come back and meet the band it's the best thing for somebody who hasn't done carnival so when we're back on the road you are coming with me mike i'm taking you with me you're gonna have the best time ever 
you're not going to get lost. It's fine. Find my friend that works on the iPhone too, so I will find you if you get lost. <laughs> That's good. I mean, listen, you, you, you've, all, you've all convinced me there. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how the kind of virtual thing works. Same. It's Same. Interesting to see how, um, how the energy is captured. I mean, to be fair, this conversation we're having, like, I, I, I can, I'm still somewhat excited because of yeah. about it. So I think it's, it's, it's still possible. It is still possible, and I know a lot of a lot of people who would be wearing costume now. I'll put it on their old costumes, and they're going to have their own carnival in the house. Our rum punch is brewing at the moment. Yeah. We we've got it ready. We've got it ready for Sunday. It's going to be lit. I don't know how long it's going to last for. Um, I think we're going to have to make some more thinking about it. These big jerry cats. So um, yeah, it's. I think it's a blessing because it then means that when it does kind of all goes back to the way that it should be, that they will hopefully include a digital element to it so that people around the world can see what London can do. Um, and as you said, it's the second biggest street festival in the world and it needed to have a digital element to it. Um, Trinidad Carnival, you can watch online. You can watch Panorama online. You can watch elements of Carnival online. So I'm hoping that moving forward, that we can continue that, that the carnival organizers and, and, and everybody at Carnival HQ can continue some sort of element of that so that it's not just for COVID, that it is part of what's going to be Carnival's future. Yeah, I think it's, it's one thing that's clear to see, and even moving, moving beyond Carnival, just for everything really, is COVID's really forced us to think digital elements. Also, yeah, it has. And we have the technology. We have the technology to do it. Like I said, I work. I work with the MBA. So, for example, they're in what we what we call the bubble, um, and they're in there for three months. It's in Orlando, Florida, and it's part of the the Disney Resort complex. And it literally is just that's MBA Central. No one else is allowed in or out. Like that's it's just MBA stuff. And what they've done to allow because a lot of MBA fans obviously missed out towards the end of the season. What they've done to allow the fans to be part of it is create this digital wall and you log on to MB, NBA TV and you can basically pay to watch a game and your face comes up on this digital wall. It's the most amazing things. It looks like a wall of a crowd and you know, it's, it's very interactive and it's, it's so smart. No one's ever done it before, but it's a smart way of allowing technology to, to kind of resolve a situation that is now kind of, becoming our new normal, if you know what I mean? Um, and again, when things go back to normal, maybe they're gonna have an element where, you know, someone who's in China that can't watch a, a game, like the LA Lakers in LA, they'll have like a digital wall and then you can still be interactive versus like, you know, still there's the audience in the, in the stadiums. It's smart, it's a smart way of doing it. And I think technology is, it can be a hindrance sometimes. Like Siri is always talking to me about stuff and I didn't answer her question. Um, <laughs> and, um, but it, you know, it, it also helps. Like I said, find my friends that you lose someone. You're like, one second, let me see where they are. Or someone's like, oh, I've left home. It's like, you really left home? I can see that you're in your yard still. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I think is important. And as sad as this, year has been I'm really trying to see the positive and the positive is that 
I get to be with my family. Um, working in production, I'm just nonstop. So I'm always flying here, I'm flying there, I'm doing something. Um, so being able to kind of stop and like recheck and just have a moment to myself, uh, understand what a line is, is great. Um, tidy that drawer in that in your house that you know you just chuck things in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that drawer anymore. Um, so <laughs> all those all those elements to it, and just to reconnecting with people, it has been absolutely wonderful. And learning how to do something that I might not have been able to do before, I feel that everybody else is doing that, and organisations are doing that. Yeah. I feel that's what Notting Hill Carnival have done. Um, it's it's great, absolutely it's great. Like a massive recalibration. Everyone's just it really is. And just doing things. Well, listen, let, let's end with something fun. So so here's we do called change my mind and essentially here's what it is i'm going to read your statement and you've got one minute to change my mind and okay. probably remind some of our listeners about that statement go um, ahead statement is what i believe this was actually put together by 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 the producer of this podcast so if, if anyone's angry about the statement please uh send your emails <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> i'm going to read it out and you've got one minute to change my mind. right here's the first statement soccer this is soccer music is overrated <sighs> oh no 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 it's not overrated definitely not and and this is coming from somebody who is a, a trinidadian so of course i'm a soca lover i will always be a soca lover soca is not overrated it's just not embraced as much as in the, the the music industry as it should be it's very kind of diluted to the west indian culture um however um, my best friend who no one can see behind me, Alexandra Burke, here, X Factor winner, um, has, is going to be releasing a soca tune. So hopefully um, the British public will be embracing it very, very soon. So it's not overrated. You just need to listen to it more. Uh, there's one track that um, I, I might send you a playlist. You know what? People that come back with, with negative comments, I'm going to send you a playlist and I'm going to convert you all. That was good. That was that was pretty good. I'm literally going to send you a playlist. I'm going to email you afterwards. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll let uh, folks can let us know. You can use the hashtag uh, LTCS online. Let us know what was that convinced. Are you convinced? That's the second one. That's the second one. That's the second one. Okay. Glastonbury has a larger cultural presence. Than- um, I'm going to say no. Glassbury doesn't have a large uh, cultural presence. There are more people that attend Notting Hill Carnival. Um, what Glassbury has in comparison to Notting Hill Carnival is probably more, more money thrown at it. It's, it gets more media attention. It gets more positive media attention than Notting Hill Carnival. It's got the backing of the BBC. So you can watch it across their channels. You can watch it on iPlayer. You can watch it on their website. Um, it literally comes down to the fact that they knew the right people at the right time that were willing to support it. You know, so-and-so's this friend, this so-and-so's this friend, this is a great idea, let's monopolize on this. I hope and I wish and I pray that Nottingham Carnival with the digital element that it's doing will hopefully get the same recognition that Glastonbury gets in terms of media. And I hope that that's what happens moving forward. Um, and that it is on TV and that people can watch it wherever they are around the world. But do you know what? It's on YouTube, so everybody can watch it all around the world. So in that respect, it's bigger than Glastonbury. So there we go. This year, we are bigger than Glastonbury. Nothing happened for Glastonbury this year. It was reruns. So we are technically the biggest online music festival for 2020. 
So yeah. take that glass and breathe. There you go. We don't need the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people are afraid of how how big carnival is and that it's an institution by by set up by black people let's be honest that it, it started by black people it is huge it generates a lot of money for London like you you cannot book a hotel in London in, in the West London area for like for around that, that time. It's impossible. You literally have to sofa surf if you want to stay as close to the carnival as possible. Um, and I, I honestly feel that with certain people and certain institutions are afraid of it because it's like, wow, black people have done this. Yeah, they've come together. And, then and they've come together and, and they're still together and they're united. And 50 plus years later, it's just getting bigger and better every year. But as I said, it's not just exclusive to black people. It is for everybody. So it's for everybody to embrace. But I do, I do honestly feel that, that that is an underlying issue with some institutions. And I'm doing that with quotation marks. I'm not saying everybody, but with some people. Yeah. No, and I think you've made mention of it. Glastonbury has a lot of money thrown at it. And mm -hmm. It's very similar. I mean, of course, we know, like, we know that um, Carnival's unique. For the most part, it's it. It's a music festival. It's a yeah. Of culture. So I don't see why they have the headlines of the national media because ultimately, you know, they're, they're, they are celebrating culture for, for one of the better kind. But one just has a, a different leadership and a different. Yeah, and one seems to get more negative press than the other. And I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick that you constantly read about the, the, the number of arrests and all the negative connotations with Carnival where it's so completely diluted compared to, to Glastonbury. They have more drug incidences, more, more stabbings, more, more um, I wouldn't say arrest. I don't think there's, I don't know how you get arrested in Glastonbury. I, I'm sure that there's like a Glastonbury jail or what have you, but um, there's, there's more of that, but you don't hear that. You don't hear that at all. You see is people of people enjoying the mud and being happy as Larry and, this headline at that headline at that stage you don't hear any of the negative stuff whereas with carnival that's all you seem to hear about and what i've loved with the new Notting hill carnival organization is that they have really fought against that with the met police and with the with the press to try and make it more positive news and the fact that they've now got ambassadors who are key people within different elements of of whatever industry they're in that that they're working in to kind of champion carnival and do more publicly for carnival and kind of hoping that it does move in the right direction that we don't have to look at headlines on, on the Tuesday saying, you know, this amount of people were arrested and this amount of police were, were hurt. I've seen so many police on that road rocking out and I'm thinking, you're not watching anything on the road. You're just dancing with this girl. You're squashed between this person. I didn't know you can get down that lonely in your, in your uniform. You've got, how can you do that in a, in a police verse? <laughs> I've seen a lot of those uh, kind of videos on social media where, like, one of the police officers just puts his baton down for a minute and having a bit of a... Have a bit of wine, yes. And they've got... A lot of them have moves. A lot of them have got some very, very good moves. And you know that they don't want to be working, so they're just going to enjoy it. You can't help it. You see them, and they're trying really hard, like, not to move their shoulders and move their feet. And they're just like, yeah, I'm trying to be, like, a professional here, but you just can't help it. <laughs> like, I was saying, like, our police officers... They really embrace the carnival culture. They really embrace um, the band. 
they will send their police vests to us beforehand to get gemmed up and um, so that they're part of the band or like if we have spare material we'll add the material and we gem them up so they literally are part of the band and it's it's lovely it's lovely a lot of the police are like that there are very, I, I've hardly seen any incidences where it's been negative. Of course, there are little pockets of these, these things, but all I ever see, and this is in my 34 years, and I don't care, give you my age, 34 years of, of being part of Carnival, all I've ever seen is, is love, joy, happiness, and dancing, and, okay, a couple of drunk people. But that's just because they, they, they drank the rare nephew. You just got to stay away from the rare nephew. <laughs> Advice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mix people, just stick to one spirit. <laughs> um, I, I just want to thank you, Nalini, for coming on and just, and, and, and just helping us, you know, understand a bit more. Uh, you're, I'm so happy that Norton Hill is taking control uh, of its own narrative, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the powerful things that mm-hmm. I haven't done on my platform. Yet. There's no gatekeeper, there is no editor. Yeah. And really kind of take control of the narrative. So um, I look forward to, to, to watching. Uh, yes. And, and I hope uh, folks listening too will, will, will have a watch and, and see what it's like. And, and, and I hope after Carnival, if you like, um, maybe we'll try and schedule another couple of Yes. How That'll be great. And I'll, I'll be sending you uh, the Stoker playlist. I'm also going to send you a, a rum punch recipe that is very easy to make for you lot to all enjoy. So I hope you can put it up on your, on your site so that, you know, your viewers can enjoy it so that they can have it, have a little sip while they're watching the carnival on Sunday and on the Monday it's on the YouTube. So when you, when you log onto YouTube, it'll be on the main home screen, which has never been done before. Um, and then I believe there's four different channels and I can't remember all the channels, but they've put it on, their website um, and it's also on their Instagram and I hope and I pray and I'm going to hold you to this when we're back on the road you are coming with me yeah you're not going to get lost <laughs> if I need to get one of those you know those child harnesses and, you, and you're worried <laughs> a little tug if I'm I, I got you I got you <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you so much for taking part you're um, welcome I hope you have a really really great time with your family and friends thank you Thank you so much. Bye-bye.